Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. All right, let's take our Bibles and go to the book of Job. The book of Job chapter 12, and we'll start reading in verse 7. I've simply titled today's message, Hello! (laughs) Job chapter 12, and we'll start reading in verse 7. Um, we're going we're gonna to look at some things that Job tells us to look at, or not only just to look at, but also to listen to, to pay attention to. And he has us to focus on creation itself and the creatures themselves and learn something, learn some lessons, learn something about God ultimately. But Job chapter 12, and reading in, starting in verse 7 says, But now ask the beasts, and that doesn't mean your husband, <laughs> and, <laughs> and they will teach you, and the birds of the air, and they will tell you. Verse 8. Or speak to the earth, and it will teach you, and the fish of the sea will explain to you. Verse 9. Who among all these does not know? Who among all these what? Among all these fish, among all these birds, among all these beasts, among all the earth. Who among all these does not know the hand of the Lord has done this? Turn to somebody and tell them the hand of the Lord has done this. All right? Just in case we we forget, the hand of the Lord has done this. Okay? Verse, uh, listen, and in whose hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all, all mankind? So Job kind of sums this all up. Uh, to this truth, that God is the originator of all of this, right? It's by his hand that we have breath in our lungs. It's by his hand that we have the beasts of the field, that we see the birds of the air, the fish of the sea. We see the earth and all of its beauty and all of its splendor and all of its majesty with the mountains and the oceans and, and everything in between. So what is it that we need to learn? We need to hear the earth. We need to hear creation telling us, hello, this is God who is at work. Look around us. How can we explain it really? We're trying to explain these things. And any kind of explanation outside of the hand of the Lord has done this is nothing but dumbness. <laughs> is that, can I say that? Stupidity. Foolishness. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Right? That's, that's the theme of the fool. There is no God. When creation is speaking to us, these mysteries, these wonderful mysteries of God. And so uh, some of these will be by experience, uh, uh, some uh, personal story or so, uh, but some of these just by studying on some of these creatures. The first one that we're going to look at, let's go back to verse 7. I want you to notice something here. It says, but now ask the beasts and they will teach you. So we're going to learn from a specific beast called a Labrador Retriever. All right, we're going to learn this lesson from this lab. And, 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 and here's the lesson we're going to learn. So if you're taking notes, I want you to, to write this down, okay? When God calls on you, take action. When God calls on you, take action. All right? So I was invited with um, a friend of mine. Uh, y'all remember uh, Pastor Brandon Marshall, who was 
part of our ministry for many years, uh, to go uh, and do a dove hunt out in West Texas. This has been several years ago now. And th- it was a cool uh, experience because we we, de- we the only thing we needed to bring were our shotguns. They provided all the shells. They provided all the meals. They provided the lodging. They provided the ride out there. And while we sat and waited for birds, this little pickup with the trailer would come by every once in a while and drop us off a Snickers or something, a soda to drink. It was some of the easiest hunting I've ever done. It was quite my, I'm like, this is the way hunting should be all the time. This is great. I've, I've, I've hard hunted and I like easy hunting better. And so we're out here hunting these doves, and we, we had a good hunt. There were lots of birds flying this particular day, but we had this man who was with us with his little lab, and she was marvelous. Now, for some reason, her name uh, eludes me, but, but nevertheless, she would sit and wait, and, and boy, I mean, the birds start flying, and shotguns would go to blasting, and um, I'm pretty good with the shotgun. I, I figure if I, uh, one box of shells can get one bird, I'm doing pretty good, so... That, that's kind of, uh, yeah, that's where I am. That's, that's the level of my expertise when it comes to sh- sh- killing birds. But this, th- there, was a, there was a field out in front of us that had, you know, tall uh, grass and sunflowers and things like that, things that would attract these, these dove. So uh, if, if one of the dove, if we sh- you know, had a little long-distance shot and it fell out into the field... The dog would look at its master, and she would just be waiting, just waiting, just, just say it, just say it. And, and he would say these words, and I don't know why he said these words, but, you know, when you're in West Texas, they kind of have their own kind of lingo and uh, uh, culture there, which I love. I think they're salt of the earth. And, and he'd look over at his dog, and he'd say, get him dead, get him dead, get him dead. Boy, she'd take off out in the field, and that dog did not miss one bird. She came back every time with a dove in her mouth. And, but she's waiting all the time. She's anticipating on her master's command. See, God knows your name. Say that with me today. God knows my name. He knows you. He saved you and he called you. Not only did he save you, but he called you. Are you hearing me today? It's not just one thing. It's two things. He saved you and he called you. In other words, he's got something for you to do. He's got, and, and all of this Saving you and calling you is according to his good pleasure just because he loves you and it pleases him to see you fulfill your purpose and his purpose in your life. Uh, You'll be called on by your God in life. He calls on you because he loves you. And not only that, but because he needs you because he loves others as well. And he made every one of us in his image. And in many ways, we as people are very much alike. But he also gave you specific gifts, each and every one of you, specific gifts, abilities, desires, and a personality that is solely unique to you and you alone. So he's made you in this way to not only demonstrate his love to you, but his love through you. There are people in your life, in your sphere, that are there because God planned them to be there. Because you have something to give. You have something to say, something to impart to them. Because we, as those who are made in the very image of the living God, are here to serve. Right? We're here to serve in his love. We're here to serve in his good pleasure and let the world see that God really, truly loves them. And he does. He has made you 
So unique. So I want to encourage you, be ready to move. Be ready to speak. Be ready to reach out. Be ready to serve and to give what you have. Do what he wants you to do. Go where he wants you to go and say what he wants you to say. You will never, ever, ever regret that one day of your life. When God calls on you, take action. Let's look at the the latter part of verse 7. It says, but now ask the beast and they will teach you. And the birds of the air... And they will tell you. All right, so now we're going to take a lesson from the beautiful vulture. Isn't that a handsome bird? The vulture is a, is a necessary ugly in the world. The, le- the lesson that we're going to learn from the vulture today is this. Never underestimate your place in this world. Never underestimate your place in this world. They, they can eat up to 20% of their own body weight in one sitting. Jesse, where's Pastor Jesse? You have a rival with the vulture. They're equipped with a digestive system that contains special acids. Now listen, these acids will dissolve anthrax, botulism, cholera bacteria. They, they do not go in other words, after healthy prey, all right? They'll attack wounded and dying animals. They'll attack sick animals. These new world vultures have the unusual habit of what's called ural hydrosis or, okay, here we go, defecating on their legs to cool them evaporatively, all right? It's it's smelly and ugly. They're bald as you see, are lightly feathered heads, is especially designed to stay clean even when they're confronted with blood and bodily fluids present in these carcasses that they're tearing up. Any remaining germs are baked off by the sun. So there's purpose to this ugliness. Most vultures, uh, most vulture species, uh, they have a mate for life. By consuming the carcasses, I want you to understand, of these diseased and dead animals, vultures prevent the spread of life-threatening diseases, uh, such as rabies, such as anthrax, uh, among animals and humans as well. So they also, their own vomit also works uh, against their own, pre- uh, against predators that would try to kill them. And I don't know what would, beast would try to come and eat a vulture, but they're out there. And so they, they use their, their vomit to spew into the eyes of their predator and it, and it eats up, you know, stings their eyes, obviously because of the various acids. Not to get too graphic, I'm just saying all the ugly that is in a vulture, all the ugly and all the, the, the smelliness, we have to have these birds. And they're here to teach us to never underestimate your place in this world because the world would be a much worse place if this bird wasn't doing what it was supposed to do, wasn't doing. When you're not doing what you're not called to do, the world's a much much worse place, okay? So don't underestimate your place. Whatever that gifting looks like, whatever, always understand this. The hand of the Lord has done this, okay? And he's done this because he needs you. He needs you in your place, doing your thing, being who you are, and doing what you do. So do it with all your mind. Do it with confidence. 
And no, this is not by your own might and it's not by your own power, but it's by the Spirit of God that you are who you are and you're doing what you're doing. Verse 8, or speak to the earth and it will teach you. The earth itself. Here's the lesson that we're going to learn from the earth. And that is, <clears throat> let the word of God order your life. Say that with me. Let the word of God order your life. Now, in, in the Bible opens up in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Can I get a good amen? amen. He created the heavens and the earth. And then when we jump over to Hebrews chapter 11, it says something very unique. Now, we know verse 1, right? Verse 1 that says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And then verse 2 says, for by it, that is by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. Or it's talking about the, the fathers of our faith, those who uh, walked by faith with God, people like Abraham and Isaac and, and Jacob and David and Samson, that the elders obtained a good testimony or a good report by faith. And then verse 3 says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by what? The word of God. How do we understand this? We understand this because we believe it. See, it's interesting how the kingdom of God works, that understanding follows faith, not the other way around. A lot of people are waiting to understand something in order to believe it. And in this world, yeah, I, I get that. <laughs> but when it comes to the kingdom of God, we take him at his word, and when we believe God, revelation then follows. It's by faith that we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So everything that we know about all this collection of matter is that it is all being held together by words, by the word of God specifically. This, uh, we are carried around the sun at a mere velocity of 67,000 miles per hour. The earth is something just short of 25,000 miles in circumference. Uh, at, that is at the equator. And it takes 24 hours to make one revolution, or just actually a bit short of that. So then we're spinning at a little more than 1,000 miles per hour. Okay? So 67,000 miles per hour, we're, we're, we're moving, we're orbiting the sun, and we're spinning as a ball, unless you believe it's flat earth, but that's for another time. <laughs> spinning. If Cher were to be cloned, would she be Cher and Cher alike? <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> okay, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Calm down, focus. Our, our entire, think about it, our entire solar system is, is whizzing around the center of our galaxy at an inconceivable, listen to this, our solar system is moving at 560,000 miles per hour. We're on the move, aren't we? 
And our galaxy is also moving with respect to other galaxies in the universe. And for all we know, the entire universe is moving. He spoke. And stuff started moving and it hasn't stopped moving. And by that, those invisible words, all of a sudden we began to see, we see visible things manifest. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. So you can't control everything that goes on around you. How many of you have been married for five minutes at least? Okay, so then you know you can't control everything that goes on around you. If you have kids, you know you can't control everything that goes on around you. If you breathe, you know that you can't control everything that goes on around you, but you can allow the word of God to order your steps. Okay, to order your steps and to frame your own world that you live in. In the midst of chaos and darkness and disorder, think about this. There's something greater. In the middle of all of that darkness, God spoke and light was. And the darkness was dispelled by that light. So believe the word of God today. Not just believing it in your heart, but also speaking it with your mouth. Remember, the spirit of faith is to believe and to speak. We cannot be silent. Faith has a voice. It's not just an internal thing. It is an external expression. Amen. By faith, we understand that the word of God is powerful. All right. It's living. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. But if we don't say it, then we don't get to see all the power and its potential that is there for our lives. Amen. So you must speak the word. Amen. What does his word say? Well, his word says some wonderful things. If you need healing today, I have a word for you. He sent his word and healed you and delivered you from your destruction. By his stripes, you are healed. Huh? If, you need, if, you need, if you need supply for your life, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. See, here's the building material right here. Here's now where you can begin to frame your world with something different than what you're experiencing. And he's given us his word to speak into our lives and see our world reframed by the power of that word. Ooh, hallelujah. And, and, it, and it's has all the capability there. The power is all there. But those who believe and speak it get to experience it. Declare his light in the darkness. Call those things which do not exist as though they did. His word is greater. It is the highest authority. And he's given you and I his word to help us. Let the earth speak loudly to you today to remind you that your God is bigger than any situation. He is greater than any circumstance or problem that you will ever face. So let the word of God order your life. Amen. Amen. And lastly here, Job 12, 8b, and the fish of the sea will explain to you. Now this fish that we're going to learn from is called the barrel eye. I think I've shown you this before. It's a very unique fish, though, isn't it? And ugly. Now, you see these, what looks to be like its eyes, it looks kind of sad. He's, mm, I've got a clear head. Mm. Those are not its eyes. The green domes are actually its eyes. Those are, this, those two things there work more like its nose, what look to be eyes. 
Strange look. So actually, this fish is always looking up. Its eyes are just pointing straight up. That's why it needs that clear dome for a head to see around it. It's called the barrel eye fish. Now, this fish, he lives at a depth of uh, 2,000 to 2,600 feet in the ocean. That's, that's why we, we didn't know about this thing for a long, long, long time. Um, uh, but what we're going to learn from the barrel eye here, okay, this last truth here, is there's more to God than meets the eye. There's more to God than meets the eye. We never knew this fish was here, but it was always been there. Been there for thousands of years. He does look to be a sad fish, but as it, they are his olfactory organs, similar to our nostrils. So he can move his eyes up and forward. There's some video that you can watch on this little fish on YouTube. Uh, I encourage you to, but not right now, not while you're trying to listen to this sermon. Do that later on, okay, in your own time. But he's about six inches long, and uh, through his, his flat side fins, sit, uh, he, he sits motionless in the ocean. And so this makes it difficult for his prey to notice him. He's not a fast mover. He just sits, floats there. He was first discovered in 1939. It was, he was caught in a fisherman's net, actually. And, um, but its head had been mutilated by the net, so they had no idea what they had actually caught. They never seen anything like it. They didn't really see this amazing part of the fish itself. And it wasn't until 2004, so this is relatively new, actually, that these images that you see here uh, uh, were, were captured for the first time. So this fish had been there, as I said, all of this time, but no one knew of its existence. And when the Lord says to you, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you could ask or think according to the power that works in you, what he's saying is there's more to God than meets the eye. And because of that, God is this incredible... Uh, landscape, if you will, to discover. He is uh, full of this grace, the Bible says, that in the ages to come, the grace is so deep and so eternal and so abundant that in the ages to come, he's going to continue to reveal to us new factors of his grace, new levels, new dimensions. I mean, how many of you believe that his grace is amazing right now? I mean, we like, that's one song that we all get. We all can, that's all of our theme, amazing grace, how sweet this sound, right? All of us can relate to that because we all need his grace. But in truth, we're really just kind of scratching the surface on, on his grace, because it's going to take eternity for him to continue to unfold new levels and new dimensions of this grace. And we are continually, over and over again, going to stand in awe of this God. You know what that means? Heaven will never get boring for you. I know. Have you ever just sat and, sat and thought about heaven for a while? You think about eternity forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And I mean, what the heck are we going to do forever? There's got to be an end somewhere. <laughs> no, there's no end. But there's no end to this God either. It's hard. We can't wrap our minds around that. We just bust a spring. We, okay, I'm feeling weird. I'm gonna, I just need to stop and have a cup of coffee or something. <laughs> but if you determine to be diligently seeking him, the Bible says he's a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. 
who are faithful to, to scrutinize and to seek him out. He'll reward you every time. No matter where you are, God sees you. God sees you right where you are. He sees your situation. He knows what's going on in your life, and he's very concerned and cares for you deeply. God sees you. Not only does he see, but he loves you, and he meets you right where you are, and he's able to use you and to help you right where you are. I thank God for that. And in verse 9, Job says, Among all these, who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? I mean, the fish get it. The birds get it. The beast of the field get it, gets it. The universe gets it. Come on, mankind. It's speaking to us. Hello. The hand of the Lord. There's only one answer to this. The hand of the Lord has done this. And so we continue to stand in awe of him. So when God calls on you, take action. Be ready, instant, in season and out. Be willing, ready, and able because God is with you. And, he, and when he calls on you, Go, because it's going to be quite the adventure. Never, and number two, number, never underestimate your place in this world. All right? You're so important to God. Not only, not only you as a person, but also the time that you came to this earth. You are right now a relevant message for this world. All right? Your person being here is so important. It's very timely. Number, number three, let the Word of God order your life. You've got or, disorder in your life. Change that by getting the Word of God to order your life, right? Hey, listen, I've lived by the Word and I've not lived by the Word. Living by the Word is much easier, much better. Praise God for that. And, and listen, you, you could have made chaos out of all kinds of situations in your life. That don't, don't, don't be intimidated by that because the Word of God is not intimidated by any chaos in your life. It has the power to change everything. Let it have its entrance in your heart and in your mouth. Amen. I promise you, you're going to see results. And then fourthly, there's more to God than meets the eye. That means don't be afraid to pray about whatever because God is waiting for those who diligently seek him to reward them. And his eyes are seeking, they're, they're, they're roaming the earth, the Bible says, to and fro looking for faith. Anybody here believed God today? All right. Then his eyes are on you. And the Bible says that he who promised is also able to perform that very thing, what he promised. Amen. Let's, let's pray for a moment. Father, I want to thank you for this time together. Thank you for your living word. Thank you, Lord, for the power that's in your word. Thank you, Lord, for the power that's in this gathering of believers, these excellent ones in the earth, the saints of the living God. Lord, all the potential that's here, the anointing of the Spirit that's here. And I thank you right now, God. You know every heart. You know every situation. You know every trouble. You know every secret. Lord, our whole lives are laid open before you. You know everything about us. There's nothing that we can hide from you. But I pray, Father, that you would help those who are in need of help today. Thank you for healing hearts, minds, bodies, relationships. Thank you for restoring, Father God. Thank you for providing. Thank you for giving direction. Thank you, Lord, for the joy of the Lord that is their strength. Thank you that fear is dissipating. Depression is dissipating. Anxieties are dissipating by the power of the peace of Almighty God. At the end of the day, there's nothing greater than you. No one stronger. No one more capable. No one more able. So, Father, we... We give you these situations. I thank you that, as your word says, we cast our cares upon you 
Why? Because you care for us. And because you're the one who can fix it. You're the one who is able to do it far above we could ask or think. So I thank you right now for being a very present help. Thank you, Lord, for the incredible message of the gospel that changes our lives. It has this supernatural, miraculous, saving power to take us from darkness into light, to turn us from being dead to alive, to take us from being slaves to sons. Christ died for our sins and he was buried and he rose again the third day and whoever believes that message will have everlasting life and we thank you for that believe that message today receive it receive it personally that Jesus Christ died for your sins because he did and accept him into your heart simple as saying Lord I need you, and I believe that you died for my sins, and I believe that you rose from the dead. I need you in my life. I don't want to just live life like everybody else. I don't want to just take life as it comes to me. I need your power. I need your help in my life, so I thank you that you're with me every step of the way. And not only that, but Lord, that death doesn't even have power in this relationship with you. Oh, I might die physically, but I'm eternally alive by faith in Jesus. So I thank you, Lord, right now for helping everyone here under the sound of my voice, whether they're here in this room or whether they're sitting at their homes, Lord, and watching us online or whether they're listening by podcast. I pray that grace and peace would be multiplied to them from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for miracles. Thank you, Lord, for supernatural help. We need you now, God. We need you more than we've ever needed you. And tomorrow is even going to be more. So, Lord, I thank you for being a very present help, not only knowing our issues, but, Lord, also providing help, providing answers, and being our comfort, our strength, our refuge, our strong tower, and our deliverer. In the mighty name of Jesus. We give you praise and thanks. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.